This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news the week of May 15th, 2021. Do you want to pay $1,000 for fake bourbon? Then have I got the seller for you. Space, space wine. Chernobyl vodka was seized by the Ukraine, but no one really knows why. There's a new champagne region in Milwaukee. I'll listen more on Have a Drink News. show where we learn a lot where you recover the word <laughs> wow hello the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink i'm Brittany walker i'm justin frazier i'm ron burgundy <laughs> yeah let's oh. get right into the news yeah starting off there is a thousand dollar bottle of bourbon you can buy from america's oldest wine merchant and it's fake <laughs> uh pulling this from vine pair uh Excuse me. Just a few years after being embroiled in a massive counterfeit wine scandal, America's oldest wine shop, Acres Wine, or sorry, Acre Wine, has been accused by Inside Edition. Wait, that Inside Edition? Like the. <laughs> yes, that Inside Edition. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, for selling fake bottle of bourbon for nearly $1,000. Uh, how fake are we talking? Like, is it just a. A fake label on something calling it Pappy Van Winkle, or is it like literally never existed and some idiot bought it? Well, there's the producers from Inside Edition's investigative team. They were sold a, a purportedly counterfeit Colonel E. H. Taylor four grain bourbon. So bourbon that exists. <clears throat> it is a produced in the, as I say, celebrated Kentucky-based Buffalo Trace Distillery. Admittedly. They make good bourbon. <clears throat> and while it carries an uh, MSRP of $70, it is currently listed online with some retailers for as much as $3,300. Mm. So $1,000 seems like a steal, especially if it's them stealing your money because it's fake. <laughs> uh, well, after, per- uh, after purchasing the nearly $1,000 bottle – something that might have already aroused suspicion, Inside Edition sent the bottle to Buffalo Trace headquarters to be authenticated, only to find it was fake, and a deeply flawed one at that. According to Buffalo Trace technical director John Medley, the uh, all the distillery products come packaged in a special tube and marked with a sp- uh, specific lo- uh, lot code. The counterfeit bottle was missing both. Uh, Medley also noted that the bottle's strip stamp was placed in back, placed on backward, <laughs> and the alcohol proof on the liquid didn't match the proof that it was imitating. Hmm. <laughs> How strong should we make it? I don't know. Ten percent. That sounds like what whiskey's at, right? Like they didn't even do the research to make the fake one seem 
you know, like they probably wow. just they probably just grabbed some cheap, you know, so old, you know, old crow or something and poured it into the thing and like the tin tube is like that's kind of a signature thing for like when you're buying bottles of things, you know that they could like I know E.H. Taylor's all come in the tin tubes and mm-hmm. Well, uh, before purchasing, the, the member of Inside Edition team asked uh, Acres, uh, Acre Wines salesperson if the bourbon was legitimate, only to uh, receive the reply, absolutely. Uh, when Inside Edition's correspondent, Les Trent, uh, returned to confront the store with the counterfeit bottle, he was met with a vague uh, uh, avoidant behavior. Uh, though they have reached out to Acres Wine for a comment, the store did not provide one by the time of publishing. Uh, it's not that Acres Wine's first time under the microscope in 2016. Uh, they were under fire for being affiliated with uh, Rudy Krinawan, a famous con man who posts a premium wine dealer and moved two sizable lots of wine through Acre, both laden with fakes. Uh, the case was spotlighted in the 2016 true crime documentary Sour Grapes. I... I have to see this, not right this second, but I have to know where I can find that. Uh, while Acre Wines uh, might be failing to scrutinize its own products before listing them as authentic, buyers should beware. The deal does seem too good to be true. It almost certainly is. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be purchasing things like that on the secondhand market anyways. Yeah. But like If it was that much under... That's where I'm like, you know, I'm willing to pay when I know for sure I'm getting the real deal as opposed to, you know, some other. I, I guess they are, you know, what should be a trustworthy source. I mean, it seems like seems like they're having having a rough time lately. So I don't know what's going on with that company, but... uh you know, if if you have this many issues within a short period of time, one assumes you probably know what you're doing. So I, I'm getting past giving anyone like a benefit of doubt in that case. Hey, uh, if you want to market yourself and you know a thing or two about bourbon, they could use someone to uh, <laughs> check some of their bourbons that they're posting for sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Let's let's. Speaking of things that cost a lot of money, uh, this one might actually be real, uh, but might be more expensive. Uh, which way do we want to take it? Wine in <laughs> space. Yeah, that was almost the second option for the uh, for the intro. <laughs> I had a feeling. Uh, for wine that has reached new heights, you can expect an equally lofty price tag. One of the 12 bottles of Petrus 2000 that were aged in space for just over a year is being offered by Christie's in a private sale for a reported price of up to $1 million. I just wonder what reentry does to uh, to wine. That's really what I want to... <laughs> sure. As of now, it appears there are no plans to sell any of the bottles of space wine, but those interested in an earthly version of the same vintage... Uh-huh. We'll only need to shell out around six thousand to seventy five hundred dollars. You know, we were talking, you know, while we were getting stuff set up because our the main show today is going to be about wine, how how cheap it is to buy wine, and then I remember that stuff like that happens. Yeah, the bottles were sent into. <laughs> 
the ether by the private startup Space Cargo Unlimited. Uh, the experiment was part of the company's long-term effort to make plants on Earth more resilient to climate change by exposing them to the stresses of space's atmosphere. The researchers also aimed... Space's You mean the lack thereof? <laughs> the researchers also aimed uh, to study the process of aging wine. Sure. Upon the bottle's return to Earth this March, uh, after their 14-month odyssey, they were sampled by a panel of 12 wine experts. The tasters doled out glowing reviews, praising their wines uh, for their softened tannins and floral aromatics. They claimed the characteristics uh, are of older wines. So, hyper-ages... I was gonna say, uh, all I'm all I'm hearing in my head is a sommelier to Major Tom. <laughs> <laughs> why 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 didn't we why didn't we title it that in our doc? Be because I'm not that smart to think of it sooner. Christie's began offering the wine in a private sale on Tuesday. The extraterrestrial bottle is being sold alongside its Earth dwelling match of the same vintage. Should the buyer want to compare the two, so that <clears throat> same the same vintages that never left here were selling for like six grand a piece. So I guess that's factored into the one million dollar price tag. Oh yeah, that I would ha- at that point, if you're shelling out a million dollars for a bottle of wine, they should give you some freebies, right? Or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, glasses, a decanter, and a corkscrew made from a meteorite. Oh, yeah, right. so that's coming along with it, too. Yeah, because... <laughs> the, the bundle is packaged in a wooden trunk adorned with a decoration that's inspired by science fiction writer Jules Verne <laughs> and the Star Trek franchise for some reason. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say I need, I need more details about how, it, how it's developed. Yeah. Uh, the proceeds from the hefty price tag will fund future research by Space Cargo Unlimited. So if you have an extra milli burning a hole in your pocket and want to help finance another space expedition, there's a couple of bottles of vino in it for you. At least one of them will taste out of this world. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Vine Pair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like HuffPo quality. Of yeah. The, of the puns. Pretty punny. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, would you drink space wine? Would that be? I mean, probably, just because. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's it's a gimmick. I, would I try it? Would I throw down a million dollars? No. Uh, if someone's like, here, this has been to space, you want to try it? I'd be like, sure, why the hell not? Yeah. What if you had a, like, what if you had a billion dollars? No. And then they said, you've got a million dollars you can spend on this bottle of space wine. No. It's still not worth it. Like, if it was just a tasting situation and, some, yeah, like, somebody else offered it, totally. Yeah, it's, that's, honestly, I wouldn't shell out the, whatever, 60, 70 bucks the Metallica wants for their <laughs> uh, sound-aged Yeah, but that's going to be bad, right? Yes. And if someone just offered me a sip, I would still question whether or not I would actually take it. But it's kind of like the same thing it, with the space. It's a gimmick to quick, like, let's see if we can fast age it. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of gimmicks, uh, do you remember the Chernobyl vodka that existed? Oh, yeah, that, was, that they were making? 
last year oh, yeah. we were talking about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, looks like it's having some trouble getting to uh, distribution, I guess. Yeah, so um, the first batch of 1,500 bottles of Atomic Vodka. Atomic spelled with a K, by the way. The only consumer good to come out of Chernobyl in 35 years was seized by Ukrainian authorities on March 19th uh, in Kiev. Uh, tax stamps, meaning money, appear to be the holdup, and the incident appears to have nothing to do with safety concerns or radioactivity. Nothing, so uh, nothing <laughs> to see here. Nothing is clearly radioactive. Drinking this will not give you superpowers. Uh, Ukrainian authorities ordered an investigation into what is being described as forged excise stamps. The company responded by saying the bottles were destined for the UK and all bore valid, genuine UK tax stamps. Uh, so, so someone's lying. <laughs> usually. <laughs> Someone faked the um, tax stamps and said, just ship it, no one will notice. Someone yeah. noticed. Or, yeah. <laughs> someone took took the bottles because drinking them is like that pregnant woman from Chernobyl grabbing her husband's hand. Oh God. You whenever you watch that show and you just like, and she keeps going back to him, you're just like, no, Oh God, get away from him. <laughs> what is the matter with you? I don't want to even watch though, the show because it's going to be disturbing. Even though the end thing is like, what is it? Like she, she miscarries that baby, and it's mm. it's a huge duh. Yeah, she basically like hugged a man that hugged a nuclear reactor, and then but they're like, and she went on to have like seven more kids that were all fine, and we're like, where are they? <laughs> I mean, by Soviet Russia standards, yes. Uh, well, uh, probably by so other standards too. That's. <laughs> I want to rewatch Chernobyl. God, that's a good series. Good lord, why? Right. It's uh, good. I, it's no, good. The, yeah, the the seventy seconds on the roof thing. I didn't breathe <laughs> like during that. Like I held my breath. It wasn't until it was over that I realized, like, I was just holding my breath the God. whole time it's while that's too much. It's just, like they he runs out there, like throws like two shovelfuls of stuff off the roof, and then he's like trips and you're like, oh God, the the lights going out while those guys are down in that radioactive water. Yeah. Like, oh God. God. You're just like, no, they're done for. And it's like, no, they they outlived everyone. Yeah, they lived longer than anyone else. It's like, how? <laughs> I'm Even pretty the sure naked, the naked coal miners tunneling under the thing. Pretty sure those those three guys just like eat radiation for breakfast. <laughs> pretty much, but the naked coal miners, like they were the real, like that, they're, yeah. they're, they're they're that's not safe. And they're like, would it help? <laughs> it's just like blank stares back at them. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna die the way we want, naked, <laughs> naked. <laughs> digging like our grandfathers did." I mean, you know. Uh, all right. Well, um, anywho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, back to the story. <laughs> so, uh, the attorney for the Chernobyl Spirit Company, which is a thing, said in a press release that this is a clear example of violation of Ukrainian law adding the actions of Ukrainian law enforcement agencies are damaging the reputation of Ukraine as an open country for doing business. Following the nuclear accident that occurred on April 26, 1986, the surrounding land was deemed unsuitable for agricultural purposes due to heavy metals found in the soil. 
Chernobyl Spirit Company was founded with the intention of supporting the rehabilitation of the Chernobyl landscape by distilling vodkas and donating profits to assist recovery efforts. Which, Professor J- think about that. It's yeah. been more it's than 30 been- years. <laughs> Look, it takes a while. Still, for- and there's still recovery efforts because that land is ruined. Because you get that much Megadeth saturation into your soil. And it's never going to come out. Mm. <laughs> yep. So, uh, <laughs> Professor Jeff Smith, scientist and co-founder of Chernobyl Spirit Company, told BBC that the atomic product is, quote, no more radioactive than any other vodka. Wait. Um, so <laughs> is every other vodka also... Like, if we took a Geiger counter to, to vodka, would it would it spike more than with other... I'd say that, that quote can be taken in a couple of ways. Well, you stop and think about the wind pattern the, <laughs> on the day that the accident happened and just go chart yeah. chart and, vodka distilleries in that path. They do know that the distillation process removes any trace of radioactivity. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, so atomic vodka is distilled using apples grown in an area immediately bordering an exclusion zone in Narodichi? Question mark? Company intends to donate up to seventy-five percent of profits to supporting communities and wildlife in affected areas. If you're wondering uh, why not potatoes, is... I'm assuming that if you put them in there, they grow back eyes. They grow out eyes that blink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as soon as the tax fiasco is settled, helping clean up the environment by drinking vodka martinis sounds like a plan, <laughs> according to Vibe Bear. I mean, look, if you could drink vodka martinis and save the world. I mean, last time we talked about this, though, it was that they were auctioning off the bottles for charity. I for think the affected areas. Yeah, maybe that was like they're... the first round and they were going to be like doing. Maybe they decided that, that we could make this a business thing. I don't remember. Because no. it's been a minute since we talked about it. Yeah, so they probably got things more narrowed down mm-hmm. at this point. I guess. Well, you know, I I feel like there should be like a special you know, appellation for, for, for Chernobyl vodka. <laughs> they should apply for an appellation. Yeah. Much like, uh, Miller High Life seems to be trying to do for the champagne of beers region. <sighs> it hurts. <laughs> don't, don't you lie to me. You want this in here as much as I do. Yeah. I, I know I do. <laughs> Yeah, Miller High Life is proposing a champagne of beers region and is willing to pay you $20,000 to be its ambassador. Uh, because, you know, they love, they love uh, uh, you know, campaigns to get people interested in trying to do their stuff. I'll be your Huckleberry. I mean, yeah. I got saw that and it's like, you need to fill in your application. I was like, yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> Where do I click? Right here? Okay. You gotta drink a lot of Miller High Life. Look, you want me to drink <laughs> the beerest ass beer of beer? Fine. I'm down. It is the choice of most major brewers. If you need something, they're just like, I need something that tastes... I'll give them this. They they made something that is very much beer. <laughs> like, it's not like... Exactly how you just said it, too, that beer. It's not like, like is... oh, I've got a, uh, this is our, our, you know, it's aged and whatever. No, they don't screw around. It's beer. You can drink this at a softball game. You can, I mean, it's just versatile. 
Well, they have the article here says they have long asserted their credentials as the champagne of beer. Now, Molson Coors brand, uh, owned brand is looking to make the title official on May 3rd. They announced the petition to classify the area within the perimeter of the Wisconsin facility as the champagne of beers region. Oh. So would they only produce no. High Life from that one facility? Well, they they have a video accompanying the release that declares only beers invented in that area will be oh. considered a champagne of beers. Invented is the invented. operative word. Otherwise, the Miller High Life brewed at the seven additional Molson Coors facilities around the world would just be beer. Not beer. Beer. Would just be sparkling beer. <laughs> It's uh, it's the prosecco of beer. <laughs> oh my God! Can we need to tell Casey that he Casey. needs to make <laughs> the prosecco of beer? The prosecco of beer. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, it's inspired by France's most famous sparkling wine. The overall analogy is quite loose. This term champagne is legally regulated and protected by European law, and only grapes grown in the region produced the following specific procedures can be labeled as such. Invention, on the other hand, doesn't come into the equation. Uh, Good news is they are seeking a champion, a champagne of uh, beers region, although I like to be champion of the champagne of beers region. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and is offering $20,000 in cash, a year's worth of Miller High Life, an all-expense-paid trip to Milwaukee to find the right candidate. That last part there seems like the cheapest part of it. <laughs> yeah, an all-expense-paid trip to Milwaukee. We'll pay for your train ticket and all. <laughs> I was going to say, like, man, you could just drive there. It's fine. Just just comp me for gas, and I'll... The, they'll, they'll pay for the Greyhound tickets? There's a Holiday Inn Express next to the station. I mean, I'd be, I'd still be down with that part. Anyway, to be considered, uh, drinkers should visit the newly launched website and explain why they would be the perfect ambassador. Uh, well, then I mean, it's not one of us. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. It, it, it would be a fun thing to try to do, but pretty sure, pretty sure they wouldn't let us. They they would find this episode and go, no. Although we were speaking very glowingly of them Until compared to how we talk about other products from Molson Coors or ABM Bev. Yeah. <laughs> this is very mm. true. Well. <sighs> no, I've not got anything other than it's they're not the Costco of beers. They are not. Uh, maybe we've got the Costco of bourbon. The, oh, Costco has bourbon, but they supply from... We're going to get into that. I haven't checked. Does Costco source their own... Is there like a Kirkland beer? I've got to check next time. <laughs> mm. I'll buy a case of uh, Kirkland brand beer. For science. science. Yeah. So, <laughs> there are hundreds of bottles in Costco's alcohol selection, ranging from wine to hard seltzer, which is back for the summer. It never left. It's yeah. the big boy of uh, of seltzers, cool. I guess. I Anyways, the Costco uh, seltzers never, never left. left. They've been <laughs> providing the same great service and products. The same. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, other spirits and liquors. And according to insiders on the web, there are three new Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey varieties coming to a Costco warehouse near you this they, June, actually. So soon. I, I can't imagine they can use Kentucky on that because all I'm picturing is they went down to MGP and said, I want this, this, and this. Maybe a, a maybe an Indiana straight bourbon. but No, I'll no, see. no. They went with a uh, double gold winning distillery oh uh three different bourbon bottles Uh, this was according to a reddit user old riff 502 i don't know about verifying things from a reddit user but that said there's no way he's not in cincinnati right yeah or in the greater Uh, cincinnati area (laughs) three different bourbon bottles are dropping this summer including kirkland uh Kirkland will be the name. It's Kirkland, I guess, X Barton seventeen ninety two, which tells you who they're sourcing from. Yeah, there will be a bottled and bond, a single barrel, and a small batch, according to Lost Cargo, a whiskey site that covers releases. Uh, the launch is significant. Costco rarely reveals the prod- uh, producers of many of its alcohol products. You know, I've never been to Costco ever purchased anything from them well we're gonna come down there and we're all gonna go shopping because i'm assuming you'll only be able to buy this by the case yeah because i know they do everything in bulk and i don't usually shop in bulk for for food that or it'll all just come in handles like all these are just in a full <laughs> here's a gallon of here's here's your oh my god could you just imagine you just rolling out a barrel I'll take I'm all one. For that. Just do, do, do. Wouldn't be the first barrel I rolled out of a facility. <laughs> hey. Well, hey, you won't get stopped by security this time. We only got stopped that time because they, we didn't know which exit to go, and they went, oh, this one. <laughs> no questions asked. Well, uh, they've got the labels on here, and they're very uh, bland in the Kirkland fashion. Hmm. Uh, there's not much info available uh, about the three like how much the bottles will cost or where you'll be able to buy them hopefully in the kentucky costco stores but again uh cobbler's children have no shoes i mean yeah they'll like only sell these in like new york and hawaii yeah there'll be something weird like that but we do have access to the back of the new bourbon bottles at costco according to lost cargo the 92 proof one liter small batch bourbon is enjoyable, smooth with its notes of oak and dry spice, accented by vanilla and caramel. You know, bourbon. <laughs> these notes grow. <laughs> these notes grow and meld together, ending in a sweet, lingering finish. It well, is distilled uh, and bottled at the Barton 1792 Distillery in Louisville, Kentucky. I was going to say, Chris, I'm pretty sure Barton knows how to make bourbon. So if there's like, it has yeah. notes of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know what they're doing. Although, although go and, go and bottle and bond, I approve. Yes, uh, so the 100 proof bottled and bond is wonderfully balanced in subtle notes of candied fruit and honey give way to pleasant spice, bringing out the true character of the rye. Mm. It is rounded out with an oaky, lasting finish that is reminiscent of an aroma of the Kentucky Barrel Warehouses from which it came. It is distilled and bottled at the company's distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. Guys, now that the, now that we might be able to like you know travel around 
places might be open again sometime in the near-ish future. I want to go to a distillery real bad. Can we can we do like a bourbon trail trip for the show? We've Maybe. been meaning to anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, that was like the thing we were talking about, like little you know, like uh, bouncing around ideas before the pandemic hit, and then all of a sudden, no one goes anywhere. Right. We we I mean, bounced around the idea of being like, hey, what about Drinktacular two? And we do it close to home, and we all go on a bourbon trail expedition. And then COVID hit, and we said, no, we're not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh, So the 120-proof single barrel is characterized by strong notes of oak interlaced with honey, caramel, and dried fruit notes. It finishes with a long-lasting spicy rye finish. Mm. The single barrel expression is non-chill filtered and showcases the unique character of every barrel. It is also distilled and bottled in Bardstown. It's been a long time since we've had something that makes me and Chris just sit there and just grunt in pleasure for... <laughs> <laughs> that used to be an old gag in the very beginning of the show. It's just like we'd read something and just hear us go, mm, mm. 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 Users in the comments are hoping their stores in places like Ohio, Oregon, <laughs> Texas, New Hampshire, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and other states will be part of the lucky ones. <laughs> or maybe the state where it was made. There's absolutely no chances in Kentucky. No, we'll never get it. We never get any of this stuff. Yep. So yeah, that's uh I don't know, we'll have to be on the lookout. I'd like to find those. That would be fun. If mm-hmm. we could get a hold of those, that'd be a fun Patreon thing to offer. Yes, it would. Uh, you know what would be a less fun thing? <laughs> Crimes against humanity say let's talk about uh another bourbon related story that has nothing to do with kentucky let's get you know, mad let's get let's get a good man you know what uh, you know what suddenly I, I you know looking at the actual headline i understand they don't know any better hmm. uh, yeah, they think they think all the alcohol needs to be at like roughly five percent so how could i get mad at, at a state that has no concept of what alcohol is yeah that's when you just have to be like oh but let's yeah. let's um, let's get into what it is, so I I don't yeah. I stop teasing. Well, so, no. To be fair, that state did have the uh, what was the Bach? Uh, oh, crap. From uh, when we we're up on the mountain, that like you couldn't escape people talking about it. Like we're literally on a mountain, and some dudes like you got to go down. He, he didn't know what uh, Crowler was, and he was just like they sell it in these giant cans. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the name of what it was. It's, it was a, it was a lot longer than I'd like to remember. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of cans, bourbon in a can emerges emerges from a cocktail company out of Utah. Utah, you betrayed us. A little bit. I thought ready I was going to be co- okay, but I'm I'm not. <laughs> ready to drink cocktails or RTDs. Have become an interestingly hot trend, increasingly hot trend, particularly during the ongoing era of COVID. Usually consisting of select ingredients, including a base liquor such as some type of whiskey, RTDs make it quite convenient to enjoy your favorite mixed drink without being at a bar or having to make your own. So, was it was it just me, or did anyone else hear RTD and go, "No, you know me"? <laughs> a little bit. I honestly thought of it std initially. i mean there's uh, I, that but i was trying to find a way to turn it into a song because uh, 
Well, because that's what you do. Yeah. I, in my head, it, I automatically went RBG. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> the Notorious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so in an interesting sidestep, one cocktail company has become seemingly one of the first in the United States to use resealable cans for canned spirits, such as bourbon um, or Irish whiskey in a can is already out there in the market. So, you know, uh, which is apparently a thing. And we didn't know about that. And that sucks. Um, Simplic- Simplicity Cocktails, based in Salt Lake City, announced it is releasing locally a, quote, new premium canned vodka and bourbon lineup featuring innovative resealable cans. But did they, uh, like, I know, now there are canned cocktails already out on the market. Yeah. It's saying that this is a, a, like, the bourbon one hasn't been done, I guess. I don't know. They haven't done one. They've done them. When when are they canning it? Can we just call Casey and say, hey, slap one of these crowlers together real fast. (laughs) Beat them them to the punch. I don't know. We already know someone who stuck it to another. The resealable can. No, no. That's a, that's a different. And That's say, a different sake. Yeah. I still love that. It's like, oh, beat you. No, it wasn't even like a oh, beat you. They, yeah, they didn't even. They were. They didn't know they were in a race to be the first. They were just, they, like, oh, they were just already we're. done and had won. And the other guys like, yeah, someone just beat us. No, they didn't. They didn't have anything ready. <laughs> and I have more stuff to talk about that off, off stream. Yeah. So I'm not talking out of school. <laughs> okay. Uh... So these 355 milliliter, 12 ounce cans sport what's described as quote an easy lift and side and slide back lid that allows for a smooth pour to then reseal, making it the perfect addition for any active lifestyle. Two 12 ounce cans are equivalent to just over a standard fifth of spirits and eliminate the burdensome glass packaging and the often added step of pouring the spirits into a flask for transport. Wow. Uh, the new canned bourbon, more of interest to us here, is said to be made with authentic American bourbon distilled in North Carolina. I can't and flip my desk. <laughs> and packaged in resealable cans at Simplicity's Lab. At 59% ABV, the bourbon is a bold spirit with subtle hints of sweetness that can be sipped or mixed in any setting. North Carolina so is it has just a bourbon in the can, or is it a canned cocktail? It's saying cocktail, but it, I... They're not really saying what that. North involves. Carolina has betrayed us in such a way yeah, that I don't state know. anymore. Get out of here, North Carolina. <laughs> well, Utah did it, but North Carolina is the enabler. I don't yeah, know which one I'm angrier at. They're excommunicated. Hmm. Burials in one of those, Chris. Ugh. Burials yeah, close enough to Asheville. Tennessee. Like <laughs> There's stones throw from like three states, so we can like, well, no, the rest of their stuff's out like further deeper. Ah. I'm just saying the betrayal is what I was feeling. I don't know if I can quite excommunicate them, but. (sighs) All right. Well, we end on a a somewhat angry note, but it's okay because we have another show. (laughs) We'd like to remind everyone that this is our news-only show, but we also do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And we will see you again in another couple of weeks for our next live episode. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. 
And I'm Christopher Walker, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>